Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Got a Minute Fam podcast. Yesterday I said the RC report, or last time I said the RC report, so I'm sorry to shortchange you, sir. But as always, I am the commish, and I am joined by, now that Obi-Wan series is over is on, I can say, the Anakin Skywalker of the IB network, actively, actively sandwich, <laughs> actively lazy, there's a, lesser known as Alan Sandage. I got it right. There's a button that comes up every time you start the recording and it asks me if I want to leave. I think next time I'm just going to hit leave. You might. You might. I've never seen that because I, I don't get it on my on my end. But uh, how are you today, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm ready to. Fantastic, sir. That was so if not, I'm just. Why do white people love America so much, man? Like they're gung ho on Memorial Day, man, and it's so hypocritical. I don't see anybody doing shit for veterans. No, no, people don't do shit for veterans. They constantly (laughs) cut funding for things that veterans need. But goddamn it, they'll give you a burger or a hot dog or some shit like that. And say thank you for your service. Yeah, and and a fucking beer. It's the you might get a first class. It is hypocritical shit of all time, man. But again. I, I mean, I do appreciate anybody that's willing to put their life on the line for, for people without any proper compensation or caretaking after the uh, effect. I went to a baseball game Sunday. They were um, honoring a Tuskegee Airman. And, uh, you know, in my full black power mode, I turned to all the white people in my area and was like, you guys ever heard about the experiments they did on those guys? Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, Tuskegee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got some dirty looks. I was wearing a Captain America shirt too, which made it even better. That is, even, better. <laughs> even though in the in the comics or in, in in the movies, Captain America challenges America to be better a lot. I mean, he didn't in the sixties, but they evolved at least eighties on. I feel like they they let him challenge a lot of status quo. But yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna let that be on a Memorial Day. I got a couple of rants. One of my best friends is Vietnam vet. Hey, don't he's in the VA all the time. So a lot of lip service, a lot of lip service. Yeah, but that's, that's how we do it. That. And I'm telling me too. I'm telling you, I'm on one because I watched the Carlin documentary and I got real hype. So I'm trying to hold it down and stay to the topic. So let's get to the topics. Headlines: The Heat versus the Celtics. Obviously, the Heat lost. Controversial moment or shot by Jimmy Butler. Do you think that three-pointer he shot with Al Horford going back on his heels, was that a good shot or was that a bad shot? The fuck is it a good shot? How is anybody defending that as a good shot? The idea of scoring is to take the highest percentage shot that you could possibly take. You're shooting under 25% from three-point range. That is an awful shot. That's probably the worst shot that you could take. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Now, I, now, now, am I mad at him for taking that shot? No, because he's the only one on there besides Bam that looked like he gave a damn and wasn't scared of the moment, and he carried the team, especially the last two games. So he said, you can, can you live with that shot? Yes. Is that a good shot? No. You're asking for something supernatural to happen. A 22% free throw shooter. Russell Westbrook has a higher three-point percentage than that man for the season. So you're asking someone, a uh, worse shooter than Russell Westbrook, which is really hard to do, to hit a three-pointer. And granted, that game he wasn't hot, the game before he was, but it's not a good shot, no matter who shoots it. And you don't just get magic powers because you're a good player. 
But again, I understand he was tired. He was trying to make something happen, but that was not a good shot. It should not be defended. It's a terrible shot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not criticizing it in the sense that um, it's like, like if he felt like he, it was necessary, that's fine. That's his prerogative. Like you said, he'd done all the legwork anyway, up until then. I'm just saying analytically, logically, and from the sideline, uh, that was a bad shot. <laughs> yeah, it just was. And, and I wasn't as shocked when I saw it. And then the announcers kind of were like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that wasn't. It was like 16 yeah. seconds left. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of time on shot clock, too. That's what made it so bad. Yeah. And I understand trying to get in transition, but I just, that's just not a good shot. Uh, going to a quick finals preview. How do you see the finals playing out? Guys, experiment or experience, experiment, experience versus youth. Um, the experience of the Warriors core against the youth of the uh, Celtics and who's going to win. Like, like I feel like the Celtics match up well athletically, but when you play the Warriors, you, you, it takes more than athletics. You got to be smart. Everybody's got to be on their game. And I'm not sure if I can bet on the Celtics collectively having everybody on their game. It's going to take a six to seven man rotation, um, a game um, on everybody, not just uh, my boy. Well, I don't mean my boy, like literally my boy, but not on, um, what's his name? How am I? Tatum? Yeah, Tatum. Man, I was, I think I'm, I'm calling him every kind of Jason, Jaden, Jalen, all <laughs> kind of name. But yeah, on Tatum. Um, strange. Yeah, because, because I've been arguing about the dude all day. I feel like I might as well call him my man. I've been defending him. I mean, he's playing well. He's playing really well. Yeah. And he has gradually gotten better every year. And this is his peak of, like, mm-hmm. you know, taking that next step. Uh, the series against Durant, the way he took charge on that has been phenomenal. Um, I like the way he, he leads, even on the games where he's had bad games in, in the Buck series. Or even in, in this series. He had a game where he wasn't shooting worth a damn. It was actually, I think it was the Heat's game uh, series. He wasn't shooting worth the damn. He was passing. He was rebounding. He's playing defense as best as he could play defense. And he got a rhythm into the game based off of all the other things he was doing outside of scoring. Exactly. And, and then they needed him to score. And he, he was already in rhythm and he was just knocking out shots. It all started coming. So I, what I'm seeing is, is a maturing player who's, who's finally getting it and what it takes to be above good. And um, I'm happy to watch it. I mean, I never thought I'd say that. Uh, shout out to Danny Ainge for for getting something right on his way out the door. <laughs> <laughs> so much Danny hate. I never I hate, I hate Danny hate so much. Hate I hate Danny so much. Well, I like him as a player, so it never. It, I can't. I couldn't let it go. And I think he. I mean, he did put together the team that won the championship that they milked forever, and he did draft Tatum and Brown too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Took Tatum when I was like, you should have got full. So, I mean, I'm awful at NBA prospects. <laughs> yeah, Corey was big on false too. Uh, I think just very similar to what you said, I think it's a really not good matchup, but I think it's a tough matchup for – good matchup for the Celtics, tough matchup for the uh, Warriors. But the Warriors are just – coaching is smart. The players are smart. And they make those winning plays that – I'm not going to say the Celtics win by default because that would be – disrespectful but the celtics give you an opportunity 
to win games. And then they come back and they make up for it a lot of times. But against a team like the Warriors, if you give them yourself or give them a back door to winning the game, they're going to steal the game and you're not going to get it back. And you could do that with the Heat. And you could, because honestly, they should have beat both those teams in six. And if they were playing peak ball, they should have beat both those teams in five. So, and again, they played two really gritty, tough teams, but you can't, they're a roller coaster ride. That game was over last night. I fell asleep at two minutes left. I woke back up with the Jimmy Butler shot. I'm like, what the hell? How, how was it that close of a game anyway? You know, like, what is happening? You were up double digits the whole time, but you couldn't put them away. And they still, I think it was game five or, I think it was game five that they let, or maybe four, they let the Bucks steal when they were up 11 with three minutes left. You can't do that. You'll lose two games to the Warriors like that if you leave the back door open. Yeah, and, and again, I think that's just that experience thing that comes in. Like, they they still, to me, sometimes seem like they have, um, and I don't want to say they, Marcus Smart and Brown still seem like they have reservations with conceding to Tatum in key moments what was uh, smart doing last night yeah Just, that's what i say last night, last night like kobe? it was like it was like two minutes left i think or something like that <laughs> and, he, and he just <laughs> in my head i was just like here, here he go again man like bro just chill move the ball around get the ball to tatum get the hell out the way let tatum control the game man if you if he starts tricking it up or something like that then then fine but this is tatum's team the ball yeah, needs to go to tatum and, and even if he's not going to score, let him pass the ball to you. You don't just take the ball and, and one-on-one or, or dribble the clock out and then drive into – that's not your role. That is not your role. It's his team. Concede to him. It's perfectly fine. Concede to him. That is what your team needs, you know? So, like I said, that that, that still kind of irks me a little. And, and if he has some, some butthead moments in this series, they will definitely get punished. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree with that. But so I would take Warriors and six. What do you think? Um, I I want the, I don't want the Celtics to win because I don't like their racist city. But I, I'm really rooting for Jason Tatum. Um, I just think it's just too much. So I'm gonna go Warriors and six too. All right, moving on. The Raiders gave Kaepernick a sympathy workout. <laughs> Is that what it was? That's the best thing you can. Say, if anybody owes a black person a workout after that mess Gruden was doing, I guess it is. But uh, what's your take on that? Do you think it's a legitimate situation? Raiders quarterback depth chart. Number one, Derek Carr. Number two, Jarrett Stidham. Number three, Nick Mullins. Number four, Chase Garbers. It was fucking legitimate, bro. It was legitimate. What the depth chart was. What does it matter? Because they used Marcus Mariota a couple times last year, too. I'm saying, when has that mattered in the job? But I'm just saying, like, why would you not consider all options, man? I mean, you might as well. I mean, I I love, I love Stiddy. Y'all know I love Stiddy, man. I I called him. Remember, I called him the Auburn quarterback outside of. Hey, he was he's not the one they paid for. He's a Baylor quarterback, damn it. Outside the one they paid for, you don't trust the Auburn quarterback. They just they just robbed uh my boy Art. And um they didn't they didn't pay for Cam Newton. They posted his bail because you know he stole those laptops. They also bought his dad a church. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with that? (laughs) Nothing. The things, the things I've seen, the things I've seen people getting bought now with (laughs) anyway. Stidham Mullins Mullins was like a seventh round pick 
And uh, Tricky Nicky is what we used to call him. He always throw, throw interceptions and stuff. But he can beat the Rams. He can't beat nobody else. And I don't even know who Chase Garbers is. I, I, I think I heard read his draft profile or something. So, I, I don't know. So I think it was legitimate. I mean, Mark Davis has already been on record saying, like, he doesn't mind Cap coming to the league if, if or coming to his team if the general manager and coach wants him. We look at Mark Davis, man. Like, I think he's genuine. He He's such a uh, – uh, out there um, in the league anyway, it would be perfect for him to bring somebody like Kaepernick in because they all, they hate the Raiders. class grade or stuff. Yeah. I mean, Al Davis would have did the same damn thing. Yeah, I think he would have. So, so it's hard. Even I'm not sure how he would have felt about the flag. But other than that, I think he yeah. definitely would have been willing to take that kind of risk on it, even at this point, isn't really a risk, but it'd just be a, a rehashed. I mean, this is six, seven years ago. I'm not, I'm not praising so. it. I'm just saying that there was a reason for it. It wasn't for positive media attention like stupid ass Clay Travis is talking about. Nobody's nobody's talking about the fucking Raiders issues anymore, man. We're all on the on the commandos, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> I, mean, I had to think about it. Somebody put it in the post. I was like, oh yeah, Gruden. I was like, they they're over that. That yeah. they, they weathered that storm. So it's yeah. not. I don't think it's something that anybody's still talking about. But I, I don't know. But hope you know more power to him. Hope he gets back in the league. Uh, I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, you can click on one of the links or something. But our boy, Randall Kirstead, nice saltine brother, the Adam Adam Schefter of our group. And he posts a lot, a lot of his spam, but he gets that story out. But he had to be the first to break the story that Dwayne Haskins was intoxicated when he was hit by a car and died i i can't i can't i can't see this is anything but a betrayal you think these saltines are on your side but for glory they'll sell you out man yeah man i i, I had the um i didn't see the post but i saw your on the outline when you said randall and haskins and i just put two and two together and i was like i just knew it you can't you can't trust these gingers, man. He he went bald, so you can't really tell he's ginger unless you blow his profile picture up because he got red <laughs> hair. Ginger goes bald. I never heard of a bald ginger. He's a, boy, he's a pure Irish, man. That's how you know. But both, both the most gingers that keep that hair. Well, if you see a bald ginger, if you see a bald ginger, that means it's on site, bro. They might as well be the black version <laughs> of white people. Like don't ever go bald, you know. Bald gingers with, with the shits, man. You better let it, you better leave it alone. This Unless is you want to fight. We'll throw down. And, I, I, and they're not even gonna fight. They're gonna bring out pipes and chains and bats and all kind of that bombs at that. Yeah. They do that all real right. and shit, man. <laughs> But yeah, he let us down, man. I was like, man, you thought I thought you was an ally. You know, some story. That's what and Dupree said. Every story, you don't have to break every story. Every story doesn't have to be reported. Shit, they they do that for them all the time. You see that ESPN didn't uh they didn't report some of the Mark Jackson stuff because he was employed by them again, so they they gave it a pass. Some of the stuff. Oh, that of course, there. of course. So, I mean, so everything doesn't have to be reported. And unfortunately, I made a big mistake. There was an older gentleman in, in our group, and I didn't know he was an older gentleman. All I know is the man said, nobody like Wilt under a spam post with Tony Mays comparing Luca to Wilt. At least statistically, it was something Wilt had done, which anytime you come up with something decent. And the guy said, nobody like Wilt. So I thought he was speaking in Ebonics and saying, 
nobody likes Will. Now, I think that's a safe assumption in our group that somebody could be speaking ebonically. Yeah. It was brought to my attention that maybe he meant in a different ebonic, nobody is like Will. And so I felt so bad. I, I, I looked at his profile picture and this brother had a bow tie on and, and pushing 80. <laughs> Maybe 70. He pushed you, 80. The don't brother, you teach English? The Bush. I teach, this is how he wrote it. How am I supposed to know? What do you mean? Like, what do you what do you tell us all the time? Can you read? Do you know how to use your words? Why I don't can't you just ask him what he meant? Correct. He Why said nobody like Will. That's not proper English. He's 80, bro. He, he, I don't know that that's he not. He might have used text. There is no one like even, Will. He probably no can't even type like that shit. Will. I need more words. No, oh, nobody like Wilt can be taken. Nobody likes Wilt no. or no one is like Wilt. That's not, don't, not exactly. That's not Ebonics. I teach English, not Ebonics. I make but, the black kids speak English. Now, so now can I ask you a question? Anyway, I feel bad. You looked at his profile and realized he was 80. I did not see it until after I realized my mistake. After I find him and t- kicked him out of the group, you pick me. Well, no, yeah, well, no. you're wild, bro. No, I, I, I posted it, <laughs> and then the reaction, and then Tony said, "I think he meant Yo. nobody is like Will." I said, "Oh, oh," and I kept looking, and I looked, and I investigated, hmm. and he looked like you know he wasn't someone that is on Facebook a lot, and so or, or so I I <laughs> so so I, I apologize to this man. I, I probably, you actually apologize, or you just apologizing here because he can't hear you here. I, I didn't apologize to him. I, I, I don't want to hear you say you sorry. His name you is Kevin Williams. I still he never responded. So because he's fucking eighty, he might not be alive. I mean, what do you want me to do, bro? The man that could have been his last ten minutes on Earth, and that's what you did to him. Yeah, he posted that's dumb today. He said Mark Jackson should still be coach of the uh, the Warriors. I, I beg your pardon. He should still be coach. I mean, I got enough black power left in me from 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 February and from uh, from some of the incidents that have happened over the last couple of years. But now, nah, Mark Jackson should still be coach. No, nah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't roll with you on that. I, I really, I really can't. So sorry, Kevin, but I I can't roll with you on that. But yeah, I kicked him out. But then, I, but then I, I didn't ever hit the button. So then I said, I said, look, I think <laughs> stay of execution. I, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't know. I didn't apologize. But I said, you know, I, I, it looks like I might be wrong. So <laughs> I would just stay of execution until we further investigate it. You know, I'm sensitive about Will. He should have been more clear on what he was saying. I don't play. You know, I don't play with Will. I, I don't. I don't have any. There's no defense for, for bullying old people, bro. I didn't know he was old, bro. Then my, then my court, it just piled on court. I said, yeah. He said, this man is 80. How you expect him to <laughs> fight perfectly? You asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Die, man. He's still in the group. I'm it. telling you. Horrible take. Mark Jackson should still be coach of the Warriors. We can excuse that. He got some senile in him, but I bet he remembered Wilt's greatness, man. He was, and, then, he was, and then Mark Maurice He said, was 30 when Wilt was in his prime, so you know he remembered that shit. Mark Maurice said... What if he really saw Wilt and yeah. he thought he was trash? He said, "What well, that changed your opinion. I said, a slave, I said, what if a Confederate soldier came back and said Jefferson Davis was a good damn president? You think I suppose a firsthand account is okay, but it's not always right. 
<laughs> That's why I really said that too. I don't, I don't, you, you would have to like just hate Wilt Chamberlain because he slept with your, with your, yeah, girl, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is a possibility. Yeah. But like, I feel like that's the only way you would be like, he's not good. Like he, he was the type of good that if you saw him play, you couldn't deny it. Like, I mean, how yeah, LeBron, would, how LeBron should be for people. How LeBron should be for people. Like he's good. Fuck. What can you say? <laughs> Nobody else beat the damn Celtics in their prime, you know, to stop them. He did do it one time as much as he didn't win as much as everybody wants to win. He yeah. stopped the eight in a row, whatever the hell they had going on. So it is what it is. And they didn't even make the finals that year. So what else can you do? But we got some group news. Uh, we had our spammers. And I don't like to put Tony with the spammers because Tony, Tony knows how to troll within the context of the group for the most part. Junior doesn't get the show. And that's why I had to kick Junior out because he doesn't get the show. He spams. He doesn't have any logic, but you know, it's if you truly believe in your team, you ought to be able to put something on the line. Tony said, Oh, we were down one zero to the uh to the Pelicans or whatever. We were down one zero to the Suns. We were down two zero to the Suns. All right, put some money on it then, bro. Or don't no, you don't want to put money. You don't need to but you, you say you get better odds, you know, you don't put the odds on your team. All right, say you're gonna not be in the group for a month. I mean a week, a day. You're gonna you gonna put some you can put Steph Curry as your profile picture. It, it, it's a put up a shut up type group. So you can't make all these wild claims and not expect to back them up in IBS now IBN. And that's all yeah. I was saying. He I don't think he was around for the UVA stuff because that was when it was peak put up or shut up. Um when when I changed uh Corinne's profile to Sally Hemming. <laughs> Or whatever her name is, that was yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, we ran out a couple people. I think Scott Wright was his name. Ran him out, man. It was pretty rough. And then when they lost, when they were the one seed, they lost. And yeah, they lost that sixteen seed. That was tough. Uh, sixteen, yeah, it was, it was tough. So, like I told the the Dallas fans when they were chirping before, like it's all fun and games until Holla comes around or the the real like people that just at you just to piss you off come around. Which Dalton was doing that for for like a month. So, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna brag about your team, you're gonna enjoy your team's success. You gotta expect some some haters, essentially, you know. And that comes with the territory. When the Niners were fucking two and fourteen, don't know about one nobody saying shit. We get to the to the Super Bowl, and everybody's oh, like, true. "I got to win." But continue. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Just you, but like I had was it J.R. Mercer or something like that? Yeah, the, yeah. The one guy, yeah, like. Talking about forty winers, I'm like, dude, you're you're a rescue. <laughs> you like, I was like, I was, I was I was confused. I was like, who are you? Because I've only heard that from Holla and, and Ronnie. Like, that's yeah. that's just those two people. Which you, <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm a guaranteed genuine hater, no matter what. Luca could go undefeated and win the finals, and I'm still gonna hate on him. And that's that's I accept that. That is my role. But you know, some of these other people that just post just to hate on Luca. That's what happens when you have haters, when people just want to see you unhappy. Just yeah. accept it. Embrace it. But also when you brag a lot and you put up a loop every time Luca has a good game or every time the Mavs win in the regular season, you got something to say. And then you have nothing to say when they lose. At least Holler's there every time. When rain, sleet, or snow, you know, he, he's going to be there. They disappear. 
and then talk about crickets when they win. Nah, bro, you the crickets when y'all when y'all lose. You don't have anything to say. But so, and you had they had nothing to say when they had two of to Phoenix. So why, why, I, I they just don't get it. And and Mays gets it some, but I just can't. I stopped trolling them because it got toxic. It's the same fights. And Dalton is very toxic at times. I love Dalton, but when Dalton starts going after people, it's always gonna be no more ugly. toxic. That post that I don't even want to repeat because I'm a man. Yeah, well, about 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 male anatomy and dripping things, dripping. Look, listen. In regards man, to listen. Dalton, ain't no worse than than Spencer going after Wallace. So, oh, that was special. But I mean, Dalton, I gave him a little break. But uh, yeah, it's it's I, I don't know. It, it just gets ugly. And he's in Texas, so they have all the stuff. And so I was like, I'll let Dalton do this, and I won't contribute to it because when I do it, it just amps it up. But I had to, I just put him on twenty eight day suspension. He can come back, but he's one of the only all stars. I said, Nah, bro, I, I I don't need the money. You're ruining the group because you have all this spam about the Mavs. And last year, last two years, they weren't even winning. At least now, it was a reason to spam. But I can't. Like people all when all stars start complaining, you can't you can't let one dude just kill the page with bad takes. So I'm sorry, Junior. Tony, you do your thing. You're trolling in the wrestling page. He hates AEW. You're getting on everybody's nerves there. You are a troll. You're not like a a, a very effective troll, but you're a volume troll. So sometimes that works. Um <laughs> I mean, I'll be yeah. honest, Tony, Tony the homie. I don't know Junior like that. So fuck and Tony, Tony can't get. <laughs> Tony can get discussion going, even sometimes if it's low hanging fruit. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But he can get a thread going, like he did with this Mark Jackson debate. Uh, he posted a, a thing that basically said that the uh, the who were who were they? the Warriors were like second to last in passing in the league. Then they went to first in passing when Kerr st- started uh, coaching the team, and. We have some people because it, it is an African-American group, at least 30, 40%. And they really believe that Mark Jackson somehow deserves some credit for the Warriors' success. And, and <laughs> I would say he deserves zero credit for the Warriors' success. I've already been over this numerous times with people. This is when these are the types of arguments that get the detractors like myself called the coon and, and stuff like that um, because Mark Jackson was a menace, man. Like Kerr gives him credit for the defense or teaching the, the core like defensive values, but that's where it stops, man. And, and I don't even, I don't even give him credit for that. Um, he did not run that team properly. There's that's just awesome. absolutely no way that he leaves, and I mean, they got like twice as good offensively and defensively as a team. And, and it won't because of Monty Ellis. It was because <laughs> Kerr clearly understood that certain people needed to play certain roles. And the number one thing he did was instill Draymond Green as a starter uh-huh. and make and make them play pretty much a small, up-tempo, uh, fast-paced team. Definitely changed the spacing. Yeah, definitely changed the spacing on the floor, and definitely gave Curry uh, more freedom um, within the system. And I mean, I I stand by this, and I'll still say this: they were a much better offense before Durant. And I think it worked. Yeah, and I think they are 
that offense again without Durant because he's a ball stopper because this is a team, man. They are a team-oriented, like, system. And, you know, I, I fuss at pool sometimes. Like, bro, pass. You're going to get it back. Yeah. They love to pass it back. You're going to get it back. Um, there's some elements of um, of Popovich when the, when the when his core was younger. There's yeah. elements of them, of, of that system in this Warrior system, uh, with a with a Kerr flair with the spacing and things like that, and obviously having somebody like Curry who can stretch the floor so much. But like we we just got to get off this. Mark Jackson was not a good coach for this team. They had a lot, and that's what I said. I said, of course, there were some decent results because it's one of the greatest dynasties of all time. If you mm-hmm. can make the finals, what uh, four out of six years? Is that what it is? Yep. If you can make the, you're up there. And if you end up winning four of them or three or six, you know, you may be in the middle of it. But if you win four out of six years, that's one of the best dynasties we've ever seen. So if you had that core, you should be successful no matter what. And you, two of the greatest shooters of all time, the greatest shooting backcourt by his opinion and by obvious opinions, like what? Not to mention Iguodala and people like that that they had back then. Like, no, man, you, you underachieved. You thought putting Jermaine O'Neal on the block in clutch situations was the important thing to do. You thought Clay Thompson being 6'8 is a mismatch, so put him on the block. We never would have had the Steph Curry rev- revolution. You turned the team on Festus Azili, said he was jealous when he was out. He wanted the team to lose. You had some weird religious stuff going on. You were doing simulcast for your sermons in the thing. You called bad names to the gay people in San Francisco. And one of the uh, the owner's uh, son is gay. You can't do this. He probably would have kept the job if he, if he wasn't so uh, divisive off the court. And, uh, and all that and all that religious shit you were talking, you got hung up for a, a woman ex- trying to extort money from you. Get out of here, man. And most people don't even know that stuff. Not to mention how stagnant the offense was because he didn't know what the hell he was doing on offense. He was still coaching them like it was the 90s. It, and I've heard podcasts after podcasts from insiders and article after article. All it takes a little bit of reading and research because this was not it and they weren't going anywhere. And you would not have saw the Steph Curry revolution and the freedom that he has to shoot those threes and everything he's done. You wouldn't have seen it with him. The best was the Reggie Miller stuff. They almost got Stan Van Gundy, man. Wow. They dodged the bullet. That, that would have <laughs> been tough. That would have been tough. I don't know how Kerr is so good at it, but he is. So it is what it is. He didn't have any experience. He was a general manager. Uh, whatever. It worked. That can work in the NBA. It could be Steve Kerr or it could be Steve Nash. You just take your chances. You know, you don't know. You know, it's all about, I mean, I, I feel like, NBA coaches are more managers than anything else. Literally in the baseball sense, in some ways, but in the literal sense, they just manage the team. It's not so much about coaching; it's about managing the team and the egos and and, and things. Because the players are going to make get results one way or the other. Uh, we did have some other things. Uh, this I don't know the name of this rapper. Did you see this picture with the rapper and the uh, and the Cleveland Indians hat? Mm. Why? When you when I saw this, I was like, I might have to explain this shit to him, bro. His name is Little Baby, not not the baby, because I know we got a we got a rapper named the baby. Might confuse you because you're in North Carolina too, so you probably hear 
that name mentioned a lot. A lot. This is Lil Baby. He's cool. He's cool too. He's from Atlanta. He cool. I'm not confused. I don't care. Okay, I'm just saying he's cool, man. It like, be, I, but it I'm can just, be anybody. And Maurice said he was fine. Maybe I haven't heard my kids talk about it, my students. But no, that's not the point. The point that this man, this man, it could be anybody in the whole no, world. No, 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 no. I, I will get to the point. The point is Tim Childers is fucking funny with his little semi-racist jokes, and I'm sick of this shit. I'm <laughs> sick of it. Georgia. You know he got some I'm sick of voice. it. No, I'm telling you, if we ever have a meetup, I'm smacking him on the back of his neck, yo. All the fat back on the back of his neck. Now you gotta wow. do the Will Smith thing. You just oh, no, no, open hand, cuffing the shit out of his neck. He's a menace too, man. He's just, he's fucking hilarious. Um, what's he's the other, who's the other white dude you kicked out? Um, or you kept making um, making him mad, but I thought he was funny as hell too. There was another. No, that was not me. I like him. <laughs> I, they kept making him mad because they would jump on him about every little thing. Yeah, we got we got like two witty white people. Josh Stone, I think. Yeah, Stone. I almost yeah. emailed that man and said, "Please don't leave." Like He's I knew hilarious. Witty, witty, nothing, not nothing better, but close. Witty saltines are high, and it's not because yeah. they love the low hanging fruit. But when you can find a funny saltine that's actually probably been in a black person's house or eating dinner with a black person, then oh wow, what, why did his comment get it? So the ball player he compared him to was Tristan McKenzie, who's a pitcher for the Indians. He's the black pitcher for the Indians. Ah. And if you if we put Tristan McKenzie's picture up next to Lil Baby, 95% of white people would would swear they're the same person <laughs> because we all look alike. That's so, so it was it was, I it was definitely a McKenzie is, and I have no idea who yeah. he is. But, I posted about McKenzie a, a while ago. Um he has like the old school Negro League uh lined up. But um, it, it was definitely a fire joke, though. I, if I if I gave gay balls to saltines, he would definitely get one. But the better joke was this man wearing a "Stop Being Racist" shirt, and I just noticed the purse in his hand. But a "Stop Being Racist," y'all, y'all, y'all. Hey, we just do so long, man. We did. Y'all accept. Y'all accept Atlanta makes sense, though. Y'all accept too much for the nickels. But anyway, right. all I saw was the shirt and the hat. Because I rarely look below a man's waist, but now I see the purse. But he he's wearing an old school Cleveland Indians hat with the racist logo. And the irony is hilarious. It got 86 uh, reactions. But did you know that some people actually had to come in there and try to say that it wasn't racist? Yeah, I saw that. Anytime. It's just ignorance. And, and I'm sorry that this happened, that white people did this, saltines did this. When they came to this country, they began to dehumanize other races. And that frequently involved depicting them in a manner that was in a savage manner or a caricature manner that exaggerated traits that these people have. And no, you would not like it if there were logos that had white people on them that exaggerated white features. And that was like, just okay. If anything is racist, that logo is racist. That cannot be argued, or you don't understand what racism is. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I mean, it's not defensible. Um, I guess you know a lot of times, especially in our society, we we just accept things for what they are before, uh, and it takes somebody who who is offended because it's um, a misrepresentation of them uh, to to kind of bring out change. I do get a little annoyed by uh, African-Americans in general whenever another minority complains about something being racist or something like that. We we tend to downplay their plight 
but then we also want uh, support when we have issues. So uh-huh. it's not, it's, it's like, you know, you got to be open-minded, you know, and, and when, it, you know, the Native American uh, brought it up and said, or Native Americans brought it up and said they felt like it was racist, um, you know, I'd take a step back because I was like, what? Like, why y'all going after the logo, man? And then I was like, eh, I, I, I see it. Um, I still stand by the tomahawk chop for the braids because apparently they got permission from mm-hmm. From Native Americans to do that, how come all uh, your teams get permission? Like, bro, to braids and Florida State, right? I don't know. Maybe I just know how to pick them. But either way, if if it is deemed offensive, you know, um, you got to be open minded. It, it reminds me of um, when the Redskin logo was being protested uh, here when they first started the training camp, and I went and talked to some people that were outside protesting, like Native Americans, and I recorded one of them. And she was like in tears talking about what it meant to her and her family and like how it like negatively affected them. And I think it just like there's situations like this as, as a society, we need to be more open-minded and actually talk to people that actually have a problem. The first person to say it's not offensive was a white person. How do you know, bro? Like, why are you speaking on this? It, it doesn't relate to you. It, it's It's not your plight, you know? You can't tell other people what they can and can't be offended by. I mean, I know you guys try to, and like I said, black people are guilty of it too at times, but you can't be the first person to open your mouth. You need to listen, listen, then talk, not talk, and then keep talking. Cause that's what white people typically do. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, you know, but most of all, I, I told him, I said, fuck you for ruining a funny thread that he did not see mm-hmm. the irony. And, and Tony even said it, I guess Tony's become the star to the contrary by feelings, but he's like, why are you on Facebook? If you can't think that's funny, if you don't see the light in that, why are you online? Get out of here. Fuck off. Uh, We do. I do want to bring your attention to the group rankings. Uh, If I had to tag you in that, I will, since you did a lot of show prep, um, we will, uh, (laughs) let me see if I can find it, the group ranking, because I just want to go over the group rankings very quickly to see if if I uh let me see I can tag you real quick of course it doesn't want to let me are you lazy actively now who is no that? I should um that's uh Gregory and um and my stupid um like they tried to troll me that's what I thought but sometimes I end up tagging them but uh are you under Sandridge are you under yeah. Okay, I, I just tagged Alan. I just tagged Alan Sand- okay. Sandage. Sorry. Um, I'll never get it right. But yeah, so it's interesting. We got number one, Tony Mays. We got Randall, the trader, Dalton, Keys spamming. You know, the funny thing about Keys is 68 posts and only 20 of them been reacted to and three comments. Who does 68 posts and three comments? He's just a bot at this point. Uh, Lazar Nick. So you got out of the top junior. Where was junior? Junior is in the top 12. So you got like three or four Mavs fans in the top 12. Uh, Jay is in there. Jay Holler, Jermaine Sneed, Tim, Ashley, Kevin. So you got a lot of, you got a lot of user sites, but mostly you got the Mavs contingent spamming our page like they were going somewhere. Yeah, what I what I noticed from this is the mass contingent, Dalton, and fighting them. 
in both of Hurt's um, personalities here. <laughs> it counts, yeah. Hey, Alt, man, I, I got to give him a shout out, yo, because he's, he's our, he's our um, most notorious veteran um, in the group. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got to give him a shout out because he be jumping on some threads, man, saying some shit. He be tagging me, and then I'll be like, but this is like, like what you're saying is what I'm saying. And then he'll respond from the other profile. Be like, you right. I'm going to get off this day. <laughs> it's funny though. He had two different personalities on, on, yeah. on each thing. It's great. Like, so I want to see him disagree with himself one day. Because that would be amazing. And one of them, one of it, I think Lurby went further than Lawrence Hurt in the IBMM March Madness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to like the Elite Eight. It was, it was hilarious. But I just thought it was funny to, uh, to put both of those on here. Now, your girl. Your girl. And we're going to finally debut some WNBA news on this we podcast. Should, we should. We should have. We should Liz, Liz Cambridge, I, I didn't understand. Or how do you say her name? Is it Cambridge? No, I don't. I never get to the last name. Yeah, right. Liz. Lizzie. <laughs> um, she got. Cam, I, I believe it's Cambage. Cambage. Yeah. I, I was confused. I was like, why would they send a player home of that caliber? But evidently, she called Nigerian players monkey during a vicious five minute. Las Vegas meltdown that led to the basketball superstar walking out on her uh, Australian Opals teammates ahead of the Olympics. Uh, it said, Labor the Monkey is telling them to go back to her, their country. Um, country. The, the Nigerians said, Yeah, they heard her say, Go back to your third world country and call them monkeys. Um, and a Nigerian player said, That's what I recall, the term monkeys. Yes, and go back where you came from. What's wrong with you, girl? Man, ain't a damn thing wrong with her, yo. If you've seen her OnlyFans, for real, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do here? Because I'm not, I'm not gonna white knight for Nigerians over this. I'm sorry, like, <laughs> I'm not taking my sub. No, I'm just playing. Um, so I, I went back and forth because I'm a fan of hers. Outside of the OnlyFans, I do have aspirations of meeting her one day and talking to her, uh, but um. I, her backstory, she's half Nigerian, which kind of bothered me from the jump. She's half Nigerian. She's teammates with one of the most notorious Nigerian players right now. Um, and then the fact that this was a, this is an old story coming back up again. Um, this was news during the Olympics. Like when she. Not the details of what she said though. Yeah, no, it's not, no, yeah, it's not the details, but here's my, here's my issue is that. In Australia, there has been a smear campaign going on with her since she said, or since she left uh, the Tokyo Olympics. Like it's been a nonstop thing, which is part of an ongoing issue uh, with her. And the Sparks investigated the allegations before they signed her on this team. Her teammate, like I said, who is Nigerian, who worked for ESPN and things like that, has also uh, spoken to her about it and done their um, their I guess talk. She apologized to the Nigerians because of, of a fight that they had during that scrimmage, not for anything that she said. It's been reported that she apologized because she called, like, she apologized for using a slur. She has been on record saying she never used a slur, which, again, it's her words. Obviously, she ain't going to come out and say she said it. But she said she apologized, but she apologized for the fight that happened. The issue that led to the fight, they didn't have professional refs at, at the said scrimmage, and it got really physical, she got roughed up, like literally punched in the face. There was a 
a literal fight and she was fighting by herself the australian teammates of hers didn't have her back everybody in australia bogut all the like even ben simmons all the uh i mean not ben simmons yeah yeah ben simmons yeah that's right does he play for australia yeah well he quit on them too i believe okay yeah yeah he quit on them too i had to throw that lob in there uh in case Corey's listening but anyway all the australian people hate her so she ain't getting no uh no positive news there it's a carthorn do you know who madison carthorn is yeah, Madison Carthon type spinning. No, no, he said, do that he said bro, they after no me. Way, no way, man. You call the people monkeys or not? They said you call monkeys. <laughs> All this spinning you doing? You trying to get me to defend her, and I'm over here like I'm trying. No, I okay, I know what you thought. I my my thought, I said, my thought is, is that she's charging people two hundred dollars for news. Is my thought. That's crazy. That's tough. That's that's, that's tough. my thought. She is a talented player, though. That's not my price range. And yeah. she out my weight class. But she's a very pretty girl. <laughs> not even paying, though. I'm not paying. No, not, not, not paying. I use Reddit. Is Reddit this a hot mic? Is this a hot mic? Excuse me. Anyway, um, yeah. Team Nickel News. Javon uh, Kinlaw had a uh, interesting incident with an SI reporter. Uh, he basically just he basically said my nuts bigger than you. He just went off in the most stereotypically tough black guy way you can go off when you're mad. And I I'm of two minds because evidently the reporter is notorious for really going after people in a less than professional manner. If you cover the team, there's a difference between what you can say because you see these people. So you really should just be reporting what happens and telling the fans, you're the fans' eyes and ears in the organization. That's when you're a beat writer. So that's different from being Colin Cowherd um, talking about somebody. You know, that's very different than being Stephen A. Smith talking about somebody on ESPN. And so this guy, he got, Ken Law, he got in his face at the uh, practice. He, he, went after him on the podcast and it's not right but some of these guys they take liberties and i'm usually on the side of the media at least when they ask questions but you want to take liberties you want to insult somebody you want to demean them then you got to expect some blowback he was a clown he'd been a clown the majority of the people who cover the niners the majority of the people who cover bay area sports are clowns that's why most of them have blocked me on twitter because they're clowns and i i think you know there comes a point with these passive aggressive people that you know you just want to give them what what they're asking for um and there's just no win in in beating up people that you know ain't gonna fight you they just don't press charges so you just kind of have to let it go man um but in the same breath i always talk about this shit in the group and people think i'm joking there are signs signs nonverbals that you need to pick up on if you're a white person when a black person is angry somebody says things like fuck this money i don't care about that money now would this be one of them you think you think this would be one of the signs i looked at you listen pulled your shades up came walking over a little bit not walking to me you walked up a little bit just so i could make sure that listen to his tone i'll post you put my chest on you on your side, 
you turned towards me. And that was the rest of the story, man. Hold on, though. Stop making it seem like, stop making it seem like I you came about you. Notice the, the tone has changed? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, and then, and then he, he says know. the infamous, then he says the infamous, stop playing with me. Yeah, stop yeah, playing yeah, with me, that. fam. <laughs> like, he already told you, he, he approached you man to man, and, and then you trying to spin the story. He he's this was him trying to talk to you. Nobody fucks with you. You don't even understand that. Nobody fucks with you. I don't know whether it's about you or what. Nobody fucks with you. Like he was trying to stay calm. Yeah, he really and, was and handle it as professional as he could. But like Ken Law's backstory, he he don't come from much, man. He don't give a fuck about this money. It's respect. Yeah, that's what he's saying. I'm that's the whole point. Gotta, it's it's like respect. That. It's yeah. respect. And and there's still people out there. And it's not just black people. White people got it too. There's certain people. It's a respect thing. And we got a story coming up here in a second where I'm going to explain to you how it don't matter how much people make. If you disrespect certain people, it will get handled a certain way. And then it's up to you how you want to respond. Other team nickel news. I don't. I don't understand this story. Um, I do believe Zoe Zaldanian's wife. I mean, wife. Well, might have been been wife, but husband did this too. But if I had Zoe, I might. You know, I might sell out and change my name. But especially if she was keeping me, and you know, I didn't have to do anything. But in general, I'm, I'm really against this. But Ricky Williams took his wife's name, uh, last name. How much weed would you have to smoke to take your wife's last name? I don't I can't put a number on it, bro. I can't put a number. <laughs> he took his last name because Williams was a slave name, but he's married to a white name woman. So is that also a slave name? I, I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe Miriam is not a slave name, even though she's white. I, I don't maybe I, I don't know how that works. I, I hope he, maybe he did an ancestry.com or something and figured out. His wife, his family wasn't slave owners, but I said, look, I, I <laughs> this is the real toxic masculinity. I, I sympathize more than most men about the oppression of women and how they're treated. But fellas, laying yourself prostrate for a woman is not the way to correct that. You can still keep your masculinity and still appreciate what women have gone through. Am I supposed to respond to this? Because this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. This this is the product of, of Texas Longhorn education. There you go. You send your, you send your kids to Texas. <laughs> and we, we've seen Ben, even though I don't know if he went, he probably didn't go to Texas, but he's a fan. So that that's 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 enough. Um in Team Salty News, Travis Kelsey broke up his very, very fine team Nicolette girlfriend. And evidently, I don't know if this story is true or not, but it is a rumor that he never spent any money on her outside of half and half. And now they've broken up. They were engaged to be married. And Travis Kelsey has not impregnated her, as far as I know, and not spent too much on her. Uh, is this the new trend for Team Saltine? Because it's not usually the way they play it. I mean, they, the, the sisters told me this was better. So I'm just I'm just on the sideline looking, taking notes. Like if this is better, I need to get on this myself. Shit. And his team is team is team nickel uh dropping Travis Kelsey now that he does not have 
This, is, this is the most nickel thing ever. We are definitely not drunk. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's that he only gave his girlfriend this only solidifies that he is exactly right. who we thought he was. A hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. <laughs> he gave her a per diem. A hundred dollars. That's tough. I she know. Got a, she got an allowance for behavior. I've had. You can spend that in two dates. I guess if you're not counting your own your own money that you're spending, but you can spend that on that. You can spend that on two dates. Quit. You spend that on one date, but I, I, I do drinks the first time. I'm not letting them rob me. Drink the first time to see if I like you. But yeah, Travis Kelsey, that yeah, that should have been in Team Nickel News. But uh, you have something that's very near and dear to your heart uh, and more than a sports page news, even though it's, it's somewhat sports related, but you have a situation from a baseball that is near and dear to your heart that you want to talk about. Oh my God, bro. It's, is it near and dear to my heart? Tommy fam, um, like Will Smith smacked Jock Peterson um, for a fantasy football issue. The, the story is wild because according to Peterson, he's, he left the league early. So I don't know what the hell was going on, but apparently it was a dispute about uh, the waiver wire and, and holding players, even though uh, the player that Peterson had um, apparently fam had in another league on like yeah, in the same scenario. It was somebody so either way he brought to IR. Yeah. So, but in one league, he was allowed to do it in one league. Maybe he wasn't or something. But but then the story he explained like a day later with uh the a, a picture of the gif he sent was like it, it was a conversation they had that was unrelated to to fantasy football it was related to the fact that the Padres were struggling and he had put like a gif in the in the chat. And fam was like, look, bro, I don't really know you like that to be joking with you. And then he left the chat. So, like, all signs said that this man had cut off communication with Josh. I have it with you, yeah. Yeah. But let me just say, in baseball, when when um, an opposing team is doing batting practice, you never see the other team. Like, they don't take the field. Like, the field is a sacred ground. When one team is out there practicing, the other team's in the dugout or in the clubhouse, you don't go onto the field. To have an opposing player come onto the field in an in a aggressive manner like that lets you know that this dude is crazy. Like, he literally went <laughs> all the way across the field during their, their bike. The Giants are taking BP. He runs out, confronts Jock, who, who apparently was doing, like, yoga stretches and stuff. He's out there barefoot, and he just walks up to him and, and was like, said something about him disrespecting him or something and, and smacked the shit out of him. Like, it's crazy. Now, I know the dude crazy because he you know, offered the fade to many people and some some folks, these internet folks, think that he'd just be joking, but I've heard stories of, of like, real fights with this man. Y'all need to leave these short, light-skinned people alone, bro. Tommy Fan is, is half Black and half Vietnamese or a quarter <laughs> Vietnamese, something like that. He Black and Vietnamese. That That that's a combo right there that's a choose your own death combo bro you want to get shot you want to get stabbed you want to get stabbed and shot like you pick how you want it to go and um you just gotta leave people alone man it would have definitely been an ibs type thing our first year when i played fantasy with y'all it got a little heated yeah it can make it get get ugly get ugly i kind of retired being commissioned because there were a lot of there's a lot of controversy whenever i was commissioned so i mean you're cheating bro I had to let it, <laughs> y'all, y'all had to let it go, bro. I had to let it go. Uh, before I go, you got anything to plug? Got anything coming up? 
Yeah, shout out to Javante Tank Davis, man. Knock that dumbass nigga Roly out. Oh, I said that a lot, man. God, I almost made the whole show without dropping. Anyway, but now shout out to Tank. Uh, boxing has been having a great year. Uh, I see that. Pretty, I haven't, um, I haven't did the promote your sport thing in a while for boxing, but I'm happy been talking about boxing regardless, though. Bro, he got Madonna to a fight. That's it. I haven't seen Madonna a in a fight since Tyson. Yeah, like, that's a big deal. I don't care if it is in Barclays. Like Madonna came to your fight. That's like that's deal. a big deal, man. And so it, it seems that he's taking a, a, a real good mainstream push. Um, he's ended his relationship with Mayweather promotion. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here, but it would be nice for um, a couple more brothers to get on the scene uh, on the backs of smacking Latinos uh, left and right. Shout out to Ben Garcia. You next September 10th, boy. <laughs> uh, just to promote. I, I think, I'm going to try. I definitely have one, if not the other. I'm going to have an Obi-Wan. Uh, actually, you can do it, but we never talk about, for some reason, we never talk about like our geek stuff. But you like anime, but you like Star Wars too. Yeah, but um, I'm going to do an Obi-Wan thing if I do it with my son or I do it with Callie or if I get desperate and do it with Patrick. I definitely, I'll definitely just do it by myself if I do it with Patrick. But if I I'll get do, I'll do it with Callie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I got it. I'm scared to ask Callie. But uh, I don't I'll, know if Patrick- I'll ask her. I don't know if Patrick is a selling point or not a selling point. So anyway, uh, I'm going to do try to do the Obi-Wan show if I had to do it by myself or my son. Then I thought maybe I can get my son to do it. I don't know. But I'm going to do that. And I might try to ask Joe if he wants to review Better Call Saul because it's at the, the mid-season finale just happened and it's very exciting. Uh, summer's coming up. I won't be working as much or at all. So I should be able to give you all more podcasts and more content. And for the star scream of the IBN universe. This is the commission asking you, you got a minute fam.